another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello everybody and welcome to the horror show Show it dissects, mutilates, dismembers and bor- butch Borchers, <laughs> all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. I've had a few high noons, baby. I've been <laughs> hanging out outside. It's so fucking nice out. I just sat outside, and these things just went down so smooth. And then I forgot we had to record an episode on Doom Asylum. Doom Asylum. What a fucking movie. What? Why did we choose this one? Um, it was just a requested one. It was just a very well requested by our Patreon Patreoners. They they really liked it. And then after we announced it, we got a bunch of emails just being like, "Fucking finally! Like this is gonna be amazing!" Like, <laughs> like dude, I am so disappointed that I, it's taking me this long to watch Doom Asylum. Doom, make no mistakes. Doom Asylum is one of the biggest pieces of shit <laughs> that you'll ever see, like ever. But it was so fucking fun. It, it had no business being that fun. Uh, the The first five minutes alone, I, I think I texted you. I was like, I can't stop laughing. This is, there's no way. There's no way. Actual human beings with functioning brains like thought this was okay to film. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nuts. The whole premise is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, I, I mean, listen to this synopsis. This synopsis might be the craziest synopsis we've ever done. A horribly disfigured lawyer, wrongfully pronounced dead after a terrible car accident, is taken to an asylum for dissection, only to become only to come back alive, kill everyone, and make the asylum his killing grounds. Why? Oh, okay. What? Okay. That doesn't make any fucking sense on its own, and it's somehow crazier than that. Th- that's correct. Now, but did he? He's not undead. He just never died, right? Right. Wrong- so he doesn't he doesn't come back to life. Wrongfully pronounced dead. But dude, okay. this guy is fucking deader than a doornail. Like what guy, he has no <laughs> fucking skin. He has no Okay, skin. but but why? But why? Because after the accident, which we'll get into, he's fucking fine. Like he identifies his his dead lover and like talks to her. And then we find him and he's just he's just horribly disfigured. <laughs> I have no idea and he's somehow more disfigured. More Ten years later, he's like lost all the rest of his fucking. He's decomposing, yeah. <laughs> but he's alive. It's so funny. They're like, let's take you know the the deadites from from the first Evil Dead and Freddy Krueger and just just roll with it because <laughs> that is that is what the guy is. He goes by the coroner, right? That that's his name, the coroner. Dude, dude, dude. No, that's Mitch. No, Mitch. Yeah, but but but. I'm pretty sure they call him the corner, even though he's not a corner. He's a oh. lawyer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. The names pretty were confusing sure. the shit out of me. And I don't think they, dude, that's so fucking funny. So like, that's his, oh, you're... that's his like villain name. That's, <laughs> but he's not a corner. He's a fucking lawyer. He's a, he's a prenup lawyer or whatever he is. <laughs> a palimony, palimony lawyer. <laughs> oh my God. This is fucking insane. It's, it's one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen. And it only clocks a mi- an hour 18. Yes. Which yes. take some notes, everyone take some fucking lessons from doom asylum. This Dude, fucking taking movie. lessons from doom asylum. It's nuts. 
This movie tells a completely incoherent, useless story in an hour and 18 minutes. <laughs> Fucking... Dude, there is so much like stupid bullshit that I fucking love. Like this is this is peak bad entertainment. The the things that they put in here which which we'll go more into, but there's a band there's a, a band that's present called Tina and the Tots and they are just it's an all all girl fronted like avant-garde noise noise band. They they're just making noise and they they're in this I guess the Doom Asylum is, is, yeah, is I guess the so. building that you call it. Even, even though I don't know why it's you call it. It's just a hospital. It Dude, was it's a not hospital. an asylum. It, the guy's just fucking living there. Also, it appears the band's been there for an eternity. So why this guy just woke up? Because they have they have graffitied every the band the band has marked up every single possible inch of that entire building. <laughs> so the fact that that guy is just making himself known now is crazy. Oh Which we'll find out. That guy. <laughs> that guy is fucking relaxing. Like that guy is watching TV. Taking <laughs> the, naps, dude. He's taking he, middle of the day naps. There's a villain in a horror movie that is that is just doing day to day stuff that we see. I know I'm jumping all. I wanted to talk about the band, but now that we're talking about this, oh, <laughs> not sorry. only is he do we watch him watching TV. <laughs> The director has decided to splice black and white movies that this bad guy is watching, and is the most awkwardly spiced stuff. Like you'll see the characters walking, and then it'll just cut to the black and white movie, and then end abruptly. Which I think the scenes that he's ending on were supposed to be like strategically edited, but it's not. It's so fucking choppy and such a mess. Oh. <laughs> and to watch to watch. Like, I know Freddy Krueger, we watch him play NES, and that's in, like, the worst movie, right? We yes. watch him do it once. Yes. This guy watches TV so fucking often. Like, he'll pop up trying to kill someone and be like, not this time, and then just go watch TV, and we watch him watch TV. Dude, he takes a nap watching TV. He fucking... <laughs> he fuck, and like Joe said, it's so funny because usually when he watches TV is when the director will splice in these clips from this old movie... Um, but then, then he it, just, it's not even then he just starts. Then he just starts putting the splices in a non-television moment. Sean, it's seven different movies. Seven different movies, all starring this actor named Todd Slaughter from the 1930s. One of them is the original Sweeney Todd, Demon Barber of Fleet Street, uh, Never Too Late, Murder on the Red, the Red Barn, The Face at the Window, The Crimes of Stephen Hawk. He's all. He's using all those movies and just splicing them in. What a that's probably the most effort he put into this entire movie. Oh my god, that was but, the- <laughs> Sorry, I know like I have so much uh, this movie got me so hyped. No, that was like this is like this. Honestly, the most hardcore 7 minutes in show history. That was the funniest thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. Dude, back to the band, they're a fucking noise band, right? There is no semblance. It's like the Shags. If anyone's that's familiar with the Shags, it's just three girls that can't play instruments and that's not making fun of them they literally can't play instruments they just they never learned how to (laughs) and their dad gave them money for a recording studio and they recorded that is what this band is like and the director is clearly like we got to make this like we got to capitalize on the heavy metal scene right now and you'll just see graffiti (laughs) all throughout it that will be like upside down crosses and then like words like metallica and black sabbath Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) and then Multiple times you just see you fucking stink in huge letters. <laughs> some there's also like some revolutionary graffiti, like like, 
like the people united and things like that. And then right next to it is like, you fucking scumbag. <laughs> There's just, one that says Led Zeppelin and they, they wrote dead over the word lead. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so wait, oh, um, so Patty Mullins is in this. Um, yes. Uh, her only other role being Frankenhooker. Frankenhooker, yeah, good for her. Um, and that, a, a pet, a penthouse pet as well. I looked it up and uh, really, you, you're saying you're wishing '80s Bush was back. Uh, Google, Google Patty Mullen. You want done and done, baby. Um, we also have another uh, another crush of mine, uh, Kristen Davis. Yes, from Sex in the City and Melrose Place and a thousand other shitty movies. Uh, her first she, acting role. The fact that she worked after this, because the acting that usually when you have movies like this and you have like an established actor, like, you know, when Clooney was in his movie and yeah, like you, you can go back and you'd be like, okay, I can see potential. She's not good. She's just as bad as everyone else in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, she's not good. And uh, she doesn't work for four years, um, <laughs> eight years in movies, four years. She goes to general hospital and then. Another four years, she she gets back into movies. So I think she had to take some time away and fucking reassess her life for sure, for sure. Because like you run out to Hollywood, you you trying to be an actress, and then this is what you show Don't mom and dad. <laughs> that has to be it, right? Like you know, you have the potential. You're like maybe I should slow down and like get a team behind me, <laughs> get a, get a good agent. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I think I could do this now, but not this way, not this way. Um, and that's really it. The director, Well, we got, we got, uh, Ruth Collins as Tina and, uh, she is in a thousand eighties, terrible B movies. And she's also the girl from the, uh, beastie boys, no sleep till Brooklyn music video. Oh, really? She's the main dancer. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And then the guy who plays Mitch Hansen was, of course, the man with 27 noses from Basket Case 2. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in an episode of Wings and somehow in an episode of In Living Color. This is like the most I've ever researched any movie because I was just so fascinated by these people. <laughs> and then we have we have the guy who plays Darnell, Harrison White. Who, yeah. uh, he's, he's Tootsie Pop from I Got the Hookup, and he's uh, one of the SWAT cops in the movie 7. So <laughs> he, did, he did all right for himself. Yeah, he did. He did. I'm looking at him right now. He, he looks like he's still out there doing shit good for him yeah he's still working good. and you were saying the director is directed by richard friedman who he directed a couple episodes of for the friday the 13th series and uh tales from the dark side and then one episode of silk stockings and oh yeah it's pretty much uh but he's like still he's still like directed he well not still but he was like up till 2018 like he just like kept at it yeah nothing good but he's still working no no it was all yeah, terrible still churning and burning it was all terrible and it was written by this guy named rick marks who wrote pornos, which probably the least surprising fact you'll hear. <laughs> Bruh, Joe is so into Doom Asylum. This is like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> Dude, Doom Asylum blew my mind. Like, honestly, the whole time I was watching it, because we bring up our buddy Amato all the time. Like, oh, how, yeah. how is this not shown in his basement? I would, I would, this would be my favorite movie if I was in high school. This was, this is up his alley. This is. This is nuts. This is like right up that alley of like, how do you even come across this? How do you get this? Like, thank God for the world of the internet now. Like, there's no way we would ever have discovered this fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. Fucking 
What a mess. Uh, what a mess is right. <laughs> it's truly a mess. I did love it though. I loved it so much. And, and like you're saying, like it, it was fun and it's an hour and 18 minutes and you just like put it on and just fucking, Oh, do you, okay. So this is listed as a comedy horror, which we rag on a lot because it's oftentimes the comedy parts added after the fact. I felt like they did it pretty well. I think that this there was a lot of intentional stuff in there. Okay. Was there? Because I don't know. I don't know. At any there was point a couple if they were trying to be funny or if they were trying to be scary. Because they were failing at both, but it was just unintentionally awesome. Or was it like, yeah, because like you keep bringing up Freddy Krueger. I could. Oh, 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 yeah. You know what? You know what? I'm with you. This, this, they nailed the comedy part because I'm thinking of that one scene, which I don't want to spoil yet, where he kills one of the punk rockers, and she has, <laughs> she has that reveal, and his next line is so fucking funny, dude. Dude, I so yeah, I I think we might be talking about the same thing because that was there was one moment where I was like, wait, maybe they're not, maybe they don't mean to be funny because it was so dumb that I couldn't believe. <laughs> It would be such meta humor that I was like, this this is not that well written. Like, there's no way somebody thought about this. It would be like, that's like a really funny meta deep joke. Like, like really, it, it's not that. It's definitely, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I'm, I'm confused, but let's well, get You know what? It. Regardless, it works as a horror comedy. And I'm s- looking at like Letterboxd, so many people whose tastes align with mine are like this I almost couldn't finish this. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Dude. What is happening? This is fucking fun. This is fucking fun. And we were just talking about Firestarter, the new Firestarter yes. in our bonus episode. Yeah. And we were talking about how they held back on the gore. Mm-hmm. These kills for for this type of movie are fucking awesome. They're not. The, the prosthetics and the makeup, like, yeah, they, they look like you could clearly tell the process if you're picking it apart. But the fact that it even has those is fucking nuts. Dude. Kills are great. Uh, like decapitated heads moving. Yes. Moving like an animatronic. What? I, I, that blew my fucking mind. I mean, they probably just put like a fucking animal in it. Cause I mean, <laughs> it's not very good, but fucking, I, I don't know. It, I, I was, I don't know. Making use of multiple weapons, which again, in like low budget movies, it's usually just like, you know, a knife. So somebody has a knife and he stabs people. He's making use of everything he has. And our cl- we bring it up all the time. This is probably the movie that's used it the most. That fucking Austin Powers scene where the, the guy is just screaming about the, the steamroller. This happens so much where people could have, like, gotten everyone, in a car drove Literally, away, everyone could have <laughs> just left. Everyone could have just left. The guy is not... There's maybe two sneak attacks in this. Everyone else comes face to face with him and is like, hey, buddy. You better, uh, and then he's I try always to talk across out of the it. room. <laughs> always across the room, and he's just holding it over his face, and they're just screaming, dude. And then there's <laughs> scenes of characters running towards each other. God, what a movie, dude, man. There's a scene where they're shouting across the room at each other, but they're actually screaming. Dude, this is a, it's like a big room, but like it's so insane that they don't run up to each other. <laughs> And have a conversation. There is a scene at the end of the movie 
where you know people complained about the birds outside of my house, like in one of those episodes. Oh my god, dude! That's so it was nuts. I. I thought there was a bird outside my window, and like I paused the movie to be like, "What the fuck?" But it, it was whatever equipment they used must have had a bird like sitting right on it because it was like deafening. Dude, they're like I don't know what you call it, like a gaff track, like the fucking the gaffers. You know what I mean? Like the fucking tracks on this are so wild. They're from like Looney Tunes. It's so crazy. Like. When they fill up the condom with water and it's like, Wah! it's like a fucking rubber band Looney Tunes sound. I was like, are you fucking, who fuck hit that button? Who thought that that was okay? And then the birds at the end was like outrageously loud. It was insane. <laughs> Dude, it was like the soundtrack to like the birds, that birds fucking Italian movie we saw. Where it was like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> fucking worst noise in the world. Oh, my word. All right. Let's get into this movie, man. Um, I imagine this is probably going to be like a shorter episode just because it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird fucking movie, right? It's definitely a weird movie. <laughs> and it's only an hour and 18, as you said. So it, it's an hour and it's 18. very fast paced. It's and nuts. Dude, the synopsis that you read at the beginning pretty much sums it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so the opening scene, which we discussed as absolutely insane and sets up all of the events that unfold in this, it, which think about that for a second while you're listening to this. While you're listening to this insane story, just think about how this could set into motion an entire horror movie. Doesn't make sense. Um, so we meet a couple driving in a car. It's Mitch, a successful lawyer. And Judy, a woman who is married, yes, with a child, yes, and but they're together and they're going to run away together. Not only are they going to run away together, they're they're going to give up the daughter. <laughs> and there's a husband, but for some reason the mother is like, "We're just gonna fucking abandon her, <laughs> like give her to an orphanage." What a great point. What a great point. Because that guy's not dead. He's not in jail. <laughs> she just really wants to just get rid of this daughter. <laughs> so she's like, we're going to give her up. Like, she straight up is, says that. She's like, we're leaving the daughter. So we can, like, go fuck. Um, the car crashes. And for a movie that, like, really used a <laughs> Sean, Sean, the car doesn't just crash. They are f- making out. And popping Dom Perignon while driving, like I, like <laughs> I can get you know giving a kiss like white, but they he is like full on embracing and making out with this woman while he's supposed to be driving. <laughs> he's kissing her neck. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he gets a little distracted and realizes he's headed straight to a bus, pulls the wheel, and that's the first. That's the first Austin Powers scene because <laughs> yes. he is like. It's not an exaggeration. He's like a good half mile away from this car, which all he had to do was hit the brakes. And like, <laughs> he's just got his hands up on the wheel. Like, ah! he could have come to a full stop and like put it in reverse by the time that truck even got near him. And to, and to animate the, uh, the, um, the crash, what they do is just shake the camera while they're filming him driving and then shake it as he like rolls out. Like, he's just, like, in the grass. Like, it's a downward up shot. <laughs> An upward. It's one of the least brutal car crashes in cinema, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like everyone would be fine from that. And somehow, somehow, Judy is not only dead, 
or but, dying. She's not dead yet, but but she loses a hand. Loses a hand. <laughs> and we know this because he holds it. He's, he's like holding it in her face because she's not dead yet. You just be like, ah! and then he also keeps it throughout the movie. So so we keep getting callbacks to the severed hand. Oh my god! Well, they bring both bodies to the morgue because I don't know. They think they're dead. Yes. Um. Then his eyes open, and the the person working at the morgue is like, "I think he's alive." But the head mortician's like, "Shut the fuck up! It's just the fucking whatever the rigor mortis." Hey, and by the way, like I'm doing like that weird accent, but like he is just wearing sunglasses and like he's eating, of course, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eating, eating a hoagie. <laughs> so it's not far off. Um, and then Mitch sits up; he's not fucking dead. Yes. And he freaks out and he's asking what happened to Judy, which is weird because he knows what happened to Judy. <laughs> while, he, while, while he was alive, he embraced her and <laughs> took her hand off. <laughs> also, and she was like, she was like, love me forever. Like, they, he had closure and he said goodbye. <laughs> it's insane. And he's also carrying her hand around. So. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what you were saying before. His face looks like somebody threw acid on it. It's which, crazy. There's no need for that. There's, and his face was fine. His face was fine when he was with <laughs> <Correct>. Judy. <laughs> after, <laughs> after the accident, the, the forensic cleaners just accidentally poured fucking bleach and ammonia all over his face. <laughs> uh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, that happened in the accident. Oh. But it's all over his fucking body too. Like, what are we saying? Like, he he would have had to have spontaneously combusted between the car accident and saying goodbye. It's all to over you. his body up for those to see me on the video up to here on his arm because you can see where the the glove ends, <laughs> the makeup glove. Because whenever oh, he's yes. holding his hands up, the rest of his arm is fine. <laughs> yes. just, like not touching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. And so he's screaming, what happened to Judy? He ends up killing both guys at the morgue, um, stabbing them both with a knife and uh, brutal kills. Like good gore. Gut, dude, guts are spilling on the ground. I thought those were Piled. his guts. No, but they're not. They're not. No, no. It's the guy he stabbed with a scalpel, which again, it's just a surgical scalpel. It just it's, gives him a little poke. It's the smallest <laughs> thing. I honestly didn't know what it was. It was so like small. I, I was confused. By the way, that's when the credits roll, baby. <laughs> Welcome to Doom Asylum, guys. Q, Q House of the Rising Sun. Shoot, for the second time, by the way. <laughs> they are they redo the first intro almost to a T. Uh, it says 10 years later. Uh, the first intro, they were also on a runaway love trip listening to House of the Rising Sun is like fucking what a headache. <laughs> and it's also not the last time you'll hear it in the movie. No, no. Um so the movie restarts here ten years later. Um same jazzy version of House of the Rising Sun. And kids driving a convertible and they are going to the asylum and they're talking about this killer that's in the asylum. And again, it's not an asylum. It is it's a hospital that he was being treated at or like fucking dissected at. It's not a fucking asylum. Right. <laughs> it's a medical facility. It's fucking insane. Um, 
And like they have all these stories about this killer and he's killed so many people and blah, blah, blah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Kiki looks upset. And that's because uh, she says, oh, yeah, this is just where my mother died. <laughs> yes. Ten years before. Ten years before. So she's aware that her mom died in that crash with Mitch. Yes. Um, also, also worth noting, uh, Patty Mullen plays both Kiki and the mom. Bro, thank you for making me, like, not feel fucking absolutely insane. I Dude. Thank fucking God. I dude, I could not like find that information. And I was like, it was bothering me so much. It was bothering yeah, she me does so much. She does both. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, by the way, she is something else. She's something to behold. She was good. Oh my word. Um, so yeah, they're like, Kiki, you look upset, and she's like, oh, Yeah, it's just where my mother died. Um and immediately everyone is just like, Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> with this fucking dead mom thing. It's been 10 years. Get a fucking grip. The, what's, what's her name from Sex and City? Kristen Davis literally says that. She's like, it's been 10 years. Like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> and, and, the, and the other guy's just screaming, I'm hungry. Like, <laughs> this girl's having an emotional moment. I loved it. It is. And then, oh, dude. <laughs> So she makes her boy her boyfriend's driving, who by the way they introduce the boyfriend as being like wishy washy, and they don't. That is an actual character trait that they they committed to that whole movie. Because every whole time movie. he talks, he's just like maybe I should do this, maybe I shouldn't, and then debates with himself the whole time. And he's doing that here, but he lets her get out, and <laughs> she walks to the side of the road and immediately finds something that belongs to her mom, which <laughs> fucking killed me because it's been ten years. And it's just a perfectly preserved piece of a car accident. <laughs> oh my god an absolute piece of uh evidence and an insurance claim in a criminal case it's all there um it's so nuts and yeah when she gets out is again when everyone else is like oh my god and then and then <laughs> she's talking to her boyfriend and he's she's like well I just like really miss having a mom, and she's like, "Can I, can I call you mom?" And he and he says, "Sure." And I thought it was just like a, a corny, like moment. She legitimately calls him mom for the rest of the fucking movie, and so does so does Kristen Davis's character, dude. So there was a joke in this that I was so confused about, and you just cleared it up right now, and I just figured it out, which is, um, her boyfriend tries to kiss her. And she's like, Jesus Christ, that's incest. And she, dude, like deadpan, like not, like not being, and walks away. And he's like, <laughs> it's because she's calling him mom. He's like, I'll be your mother. Which, by the way, is the most insane thing. <laughs> yeah, he says, I'll be your mother. And she's like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, thank you, mom. <laughs> You're like, dude, she's. And they do it for the rest of the movie. Dude, she, and she's so deadpan. It's so crazy. Like, how do you not even, how do you not play to that a little bit? That's so crazy. Uh, Why is Kristen Davis calling him mom? Because when he's like in the asylum or the, the facility, if you want to call oh. it what it is, she's like, mom? <laughs> Dude. How long to look for? I didn't know that. He, so this is all like confusing the shit out of me. This is where the names... Because there's a scene where he's literally hanging on to a thing for his fucking life. 
like dangling, dangling by Chris and Chris Davis was like, "What's mom doing?" Yeah, they were like, "What's mom doing?" And I had to go through my notes and I and the things, and I was like, "This dude's name is Mike." Like, what? Why are they saying? Ma- I was so, dude. This one scene, like, I, that's what like kills me about this is right in this one scene they have two bits that should be throwaway lines and they committed to it for the entire rest of the movie. <laughs> It's so nuts. And you're right. You're actually right. Like, dude, I don't know if there's a better movie where more, they really committed to the characters, like traits, like even, <laughs> even the end with um Kiki, the way she walks home is like, it's ve- like the end of it is very Kiki, right? Like, she's just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, fucking, like very like whatever. <laughs> yes. dude. Like Mike, Mike is wishy-washy to like, cause in this scene, he's like, we'll be right back, unless it takes longer. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. And it's honestly infuriating when you're watching him do that, because you're like, what the fuck? We don't need to hear that. But until this guy fucking dies at the very end, he is doing that. And that, that's Every another scene. thing, is that all the guys in this movie narrate their entire fucking like, thought process. Every, they announce what they're doing when they enter into rooms for the listener. <laughs> It's fucking amazing. And, and so much happens in this, like, very beginning. It's so fucking wild. The other guy in the car, not not Darnell, I forget the other guy's name, but he has all the oh, baseball cards. the cards. baseball and kid. <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't abandon that, again, until the very fucking end. Like, the guy dies talking about baseball cards. The guy literally, his last words are like, fucking, I forget the baseball card he's looking for. It's not Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is... No, Mickey Mouse is the killer. The killer's looking for <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Oh my god. Um <laughs> this movie rocks. So Mike or Mom at this point, if you will. Um and by the way, the other weird thing is Kiki is also um all upset about this mother who was fixing to abandon her. Like like Which which we'll find out at the end. Kiki's very aware of. <laughs> That the, was, only bit, the only bit they didn't stick with. <laughs> that was, which the, was like, the main reveal. plot. <laughs> that was the biggest reveal. Was that Kiki knew that she she was going to be abandoned somehow? <laughs> oh my god! So Mike. Uh, uh, oh no! I, then my note right there is about Mike when it's the mom joke. Now we cut to the uh, weird goth synth noise band. Na- Tina na- and the Tots. Tina and the Tots, a Disney, a Disney kids fucking production name. Uh, fucking, oh my god! They sang the Doc McStuffins theme song. I'm pretty sure. Tina and the Tots, um, who also supposedly play the local sewers, according to Darnell. According to Darnell, who knows everything about Tina and the Tots? Because everyone there is rightfully like, "What is that god awful noise?" Which, if you're approaching an asylum and you hear that. There's no way you would like continue with your quest, right? Go Darnell is just go. like <laughs> Darnell's just like, oh, you idiots! It's just Tina and the Tots, which would not make me feel any better. <laughs> like I'm not going in there, dude. A band named Tina and the Tots sounding like that is honestly the craziest thing. Um, and then, yeah, and he's also like, they, yeah, you know them. They play the local sewers. Darnell, what do you fucking say? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, one of our friends, that was an explanation they offered? 
Oh, yeah, you know that, Ben. They play the local sewers. Darnell, what? Is that a thing? Is that a fucking thing? (laughs) And it's also crazy because as much as Darnell knows about Tina and the Tots, he is unaware of one of three people that are in the band. It's not fucking Slipknot. They're all very clear. There's only three of them, and they're all front row. Um, But he sees one of them for the first time, assumingly, and is, like, in love. And she's in love with him. Yes. Yes, she is. Which well, so 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 they're they're playing and Darnell's like I'll take care of this. And he just goes in and watches them. So Darnell watches them, which means us as the viewer watches them play an entire set. Like they play the song beginning to end, and then Darnell unplugs the. Uh, wh- I don't even know what he unplugs because it's not a circuit breaker, but he pulls a plug and it turns off all the electricity because yes. it's not it's not their equipment. It turns off everything, yeah. which also made me laugh because who's paying the fucking electricity bill in this house? <laughs> the Doom Asylum. Well, dude, it's for sure Mitch. Mitch is like the most working class villain of all time. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> He's the fucking Archie Bunker of uh of of horror villains, dude. He just comes home from work and not not. Uh, actually, I take back the Archie Bunker. He's the uh, Al from uh, Married with Children. Like fucking lays on his couch and just turns on TV. And just, <laughs> it's true. Oh, what a fucking hands, day. Just hands hands hands. <laughs> fucking exhausted. <laughs> what is this guy doing? Um, it's fucking incredible shit. Uh, yeah. So that, that's Daryl unplugs it all, which by the way, they're like, what the fuck? Dude, just plug it back in. But <laughs> also there's no way they couldn't have, have like not seen him. Cause he's standing in front of them. And he walks out. And then they wait until they all go upstairs to look down and see them all walking. Yeah. And one of them says, oh, shit, the bourgeoisie is here. <laughs> so who did it better? Peter, who did the better fake French person? Peter Dinklage in Tiptoes heard this woman whose name is either, and we're not sure, Godiva? I think it's Godiva. Or Rapunzel. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I... I- couldn't tell which one was which. They, that's because they waited to, to say their names till the after both were dead, and they were like, I, <laughs> and one of them is just walking around going Godiva, Rapunzel. That's our cute. That's how we learn their names, and they're already fucking dead. <laughs> but Godiva is a French name, so I think I think it is right. Godiva chocolate it sounds makes good. sense to me. We could roll with it. It's probably and she said bourgeoisie, so it's probably her. Right. Well, dude, she's speaking with a French fucking accent. Um, Godiva, Godiva Europe, but where are you from? Belgian. That's close to France. That's <laughs> that makes sense. Well, basically the same fucking thing. <laughs> Sorry to all of our Belgian and French listeners. We appreciate you. Um, but here, here we get one of the, the, so Godiva and Rapunzel are obviously not Tina, and Tina is the lead singer and who will be like the main character of the band, yes. you know, the, like a main player. Um, one of them lays eyes on on Darnell, and Darnell looks up and lays eyes on her, and they immediately fall in love. And we know this because <laughs> there is a scene of them running towards each other with open arms through a meadow, and then when they get close to each other. They run it back so they're farther away again. <laughs> you have to watch them run towards each other. And that's not the only time that he'll do this in this movie. He'll do it again like 10 minutes later. Yeah, in the same scene, except it, it was supposed to be like a male versus female version, right? Like, so good. Um, it's the same shot. It's the same shot. Well, no, it changes with Darnell. 
Once they get to each other. When they get to each other, yes. Because in the first one, Rapunzel's Rapunzel's vision is them getting together and, um, like professing their love for each other. Yes. And then Darnell's is him lifting her up and then just fuck fucking <laughs> pounding her out <laughs> with her fucking clothes on. It's insane. Oh, dude, there's so much uh, just jumping on somebody and thrusting in this movie. Like he uses it as affection and he also uses it as a fight move <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they scream at him hey you assholes you, you can't you read do not enter they scream back screw you spike head get a job as a porcupine no one has liberty spikes fyi not a single person has has it i, I would argue tina tina and the tots look very so normal. far from what they sound like <laughs> yes as agree- a band agreed <laughs> Agreed. Absolutely. They look more like Jem, the band, like the from the cartoon. <laughs> um, and by the way, she will be called Spikehead again later by a different person being being Mitch, a, a yes. fucking zombie, who's like, yeah, I was fucking Spikehead. And she also gets called Torpedo Tits, which I <laughs> love that. <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> fucking weirdest fucking insult of all time. Tina screams, make this scumbag hard. Big and hard, which I was like, what the fuck? They're talking about an actual scumbag, which is a condom that they fill up with water to make a water balloon. Uh, and I, you Have know, you ever heard a, a condom called a scumbag before? Yes. Is that I, where that term came from? Yes. I was That's actually great. I was actually going to bring that up. I think it's one of the most deplorable things I've ever heard. It makes me sick to my stomach <laughs> Dude, when somebody calls it. it a scumbag. I mean, it's a fucking scumbag. That's that's where the name comes from. That's that's like the definition. Wow. Was a scumbag was was a condom. That was the first use of the word. That is fucking great. Yeah, but like, <laughs> can you imagine being like, hey, you grab a scumbag out of the fucking? I mean, if you're <laughs> using it, it's. <laughs> What a turn off. <laughs> Go buy a fucking bag of scumbags so I can... Hand me that cum box. Answer you. <laughs> hey, honey. That jizz balloon. <laughs> fucking... You want to get romantic tonight? If we do, I got to pick up some scumbags from the store. <laughs> Before we can do anything. Oh, my goodness. Uh, while this is all happening, Mitch the Zombie's just roaming around, <laughs> finding newspaper articles that read... Coal miner's daughter wins millions, <laughs> which I believe is Kiki. Oh, it is. It definitely is because it and unlike the sub headline, it details the uh, accident. Which again is very alarming. When later he thinks she's Judy, <laughs> who in the article is very dead, and he knows is very dead. But for some well, reason, he, he, he has her fucking hand <laughs> on a shelf in his in his bedroom. <laughs> He's just delusional he's just delusional um uh <laughs> zombies just looking for some cash i thought he was looking for a payout um you know i love that you're calling him a zombie because i mean this guy's a fucking zombie but he's not undead not at in, all in this movie but he he is a zombie so correct i, I just i you using that it's weird. It's weird. Like I knew it writing it, but I was like, "What else can I fucking call this guy?" Dude, I mean, I mean, he's washing his hands in industrial acid <laughs> very soon. Like, in, like an upcoming scene right here. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Um, yeah, uh, I, 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 he's not alive. He has no fucking skin. It's so <laughs> fucking crazy. Um, 
So he, he's just a zombie always looking for cash, I think. They throw uh, the condoms. They the, the fucking Mike, who's like the most level-headed human being in the world, is suddenly like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Darnell is like, listen, guys, I'm going to go in and figure this all out. Fucking chat it, chat it up and f- make come to a resolution here. And they all know he's just trying to get in there and bone Rapunzel. <laughs> But and this is the first time you see a band name on the wall. You get the Metallica, the giant Metallica as he walks in. Uh, I saw Suicidal Tendencies. I saw yep. Black Sabbath. There was a bunch of them. Um, and, and just Satan written a thousand times. <laughs> everywhere. Uh, Darnell, who uh, was not rapping, suddenly says like two lines in a sing-songy fashion. And uh, Mitch... The zombie pops out and is like, I hate rap music and don't call me honey. <laughs> and kills Darnell with like, I don't know, like those fucking clamps that you use to like move just goes blocks right of town. ice. Just yeah. fucking kill. It's fucking a good kill, too. It was a good kill. So Darnell's out. Darnell's out. By the way, we're like 10 minutes into the fucking movie. It's not <laughs> fucking insane. Um Anyway, everyone else starts to wander around the building also. Um, the French girl Godiva is walking around singing the people united will never be defeated while also spray painting like, the, the, I don't even know. She's just spray painting whatever she can find. Um, before, then she gets into the men's room where, like Joe mentioned, Mitch is washing his hands uh, with acid for some reason. Um, she gets attacked, and then he melts her face in the fucking acid, which is amazing. Sean, Sean, let's not undersell this scene, because this girl is just spouting anarchist rhetoric yeah. and spray painting like anarchy symbols and, and anything against the norms. And she gets attacked from behind and immediately is like, hey, hey, I'm, I'm a Republican. I voted for Reagan. Loved it. And fucking Mitch dips her head in the <laughs> acid. Pulls it up and her face is melted off. Like she is nothing but like a skeleton and, and just pus. And Mitch, go, <laughs> Mitch the fucking zombie goes, well, I respect your First Amendment rights to uh, your political party of preference, but I don't necessarily agree. And <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Said deadpan. Said totally like, dude. And the way he recites it is like reading a fucking textbook. It's the craziest <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> this is a fucking walking around corpse. That's. <laughs> Saying this shit, it's so crazy. Bathing in acid and talking about not agreeing with her political preference. I absolutely loved it. Um, Mitch starts having flashbacks to his bride, which, whatever. Which also, they, they were never married. <laughs> They're the, just going on a car ride. <laughs> <laughs> the whole gang is now separated, including that one guy that loves baseball cards. He's chasing a Wade Boggs card. That's who he's chasing. That's <laughs> Wade Boggs, yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, he ends up uh, the amount of baseball players this guy spouts off. Like he's talking to Chris and Davis. He's like, "You know, Willie McCovey." <laughs> Bro, I actually want Paul to watch this so bad. I thought about this when we saw it. I was like, "Paul's gonna lose his mind at these like baseball name drops." I feel like he fucking goes crazy over that shit, dude. When he's talking about like the two brothers, he's like the winning winningest pair of brothers in MLB history. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, he's got to find this Wade Boggs card. Um, And he does. And he gets confronted by Mitch. 
and gets a fucking drill to the fucking brain. And, and another and- awesome power scene. <laughs> the, the drill is being revved up across the room. And he's just like, hey, man, I'll give you what you want. Well, I'll give you anything you want. I'll give you my uh, f- f- fucking Wade Boggs card. And after he drills him, he says, I really wanted Mickey Mantle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mitch, we all do. We all want Mickey Mantle. All right, come on. <laughs> Again, like a money-hungry zombie. He's like looking for that top dollar card. <laughs> just a fucking card trader <laughs> making Mickey Mantle card jokes. Dude, imagine being at a baseball card auction and fucking Mitch showing up. <laughs> oh, I've got uh, <laughs> Willie McCovey. Uh, <laughs> like, I've got seven Willie McCoveys. This kid really fucking loved him. The name of the... Who's Tina? Tina's the leader of the punks. And Mike, get into it. And all this is happening while Mitch is watching television. It's cutting It's cutting between Mitch sitting there watching TV calmly and Mike and Tina from the Tots, of, of the Tots fame, uh, trying to murder each other on top of... Kicking the shit out of each other. And then, and then um, Rapunzel is also there because she's playing... Is it Rapunzel? Is that the one? Yeah, Rapunzel. Um was playing a card game with Tina, and she's just sitting there being like, Darnell. <laughs> and then Tina and Tina and Mike are just kicking the shit out of each other. Well, Mike's not really doing much. <laughs> Mike Mike is literally getting punched in the dick multiple times. <laughs> and, and then ultimately gets thrown off the roof, hanging off Tina, for dear life. T- Tina tries to murder Mike because right. he, he gets... He gets thrown onto the edge of the roof and then punched in the dick again, like square on. And he's just laying there and Tina tries to throw him over and he's just dangling off the edge of it. It's fucking amazing. Um, and that- while this is happening, Rapunzel's saying, I wonder if Darnell practices safe sex. <laughs> and while that's happening, his, his, his girlfriend and their friend, mutual friend, are watching him struggle for his life going... Be careful, mom. <laughs> Is that mom fighting? <laughs> what? They're young. Be careful. <laughs> Fucking dangling from the building. Never seen anyone a higher up in my life. Dude, and they're debate. They debate for like a scene, like a quick scene. They debate whether they need to go help them. Like they're like. And they decide on no. <laughs> <laughs> they decide to like go into the house instead. Um, they do not go to help Mike. No, uh, and and then when they go into the house, one of them screams, which causes Mike, who's been hanging, not an exaggeration, for like seven minutes of actual scream time that that we see, like seven minutes of our lives that we see Mike hanging. He hears a scream and he just pulls himself up and jumps over Tina. <laughs> and even Tina's like, "What the fuck? I, this movie fucking rocks. It is so fucking good." What they really just needed was just, like, a little better comedic timing. Or maybe it's better not knowing whether it's comedy or not. I agree. I agree. That might be the key. Because, like, I don't know if I'd like it if we knew. You know what I mean? If they were, like, wink, wink. Like, it's so much better to be, like, is this fucking serious or not? Like, I can't figure this out. It's like like pieces when you have that, like, kung fu scene in the middle of the alley. And you're like, why is that? Why did they do that? Like, they couldn't have thought that was either funny or cool. (laughs) But they did it anyways. (laughs) And it worked. Oh, my God. Um, 
Well, Darnell go Darnell's girlfriend goes to find Darnell. Uh, Rapunzel goes to find Darnell. Um, and she gets choked to death with a stethoscope. Because this guy's just, like, accumulating doctor things. Like, he's now wearing a lab coat, and he will wear a lab coat the rest of the movie, which I guess is why he's called the coroner. Uh, and now he also has obtained a stethoscope to straight. So it's the weirdest kill in a movie full of insane kills. This one, he's like, just go to bed. <laughs> um, but then Mitch uses it to check her pulse. Uh <laughs> As his gag after he's she's dead. He's like, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's doing it all for the laughs. Kristen Davis is up next. Um, who decides to talk to Mitch directly from across the fucking room as we've talked about. She walks into this giant fucking room. And Mitch is across it. And she's like, well, now let's talk about therapeutic options for this. Because <laughs> she must be a therapist of some type. Um, and she's talking about how she can offer him a discount on therapy, uh, all these different things. And she gets fucking got with a fucking saw blade on a drill. It was a bone saw, wasn't it? I mean, I guess. It was a fucking drill with a fucking saw. <laughs> I, thought it was a, I thought it was a bone saw. I mean, it doesn't matter. What It was scary, though. It looked like that fucking blade was going to come flying off of it. I, I was honestly, like, concerned. Because, like, they didn't have the budget to have, like, a fucking professional put that together. Some guy just put it on the end of a drill. And he cuts her fucking mouth. He cuts her fucking head, like, at the mouth. Yeah. And then you, like, see her you fucking see hanging. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking gross, dude. It's actually fucking gross. Um, while that's happening, Tina walks in. And Mitch and her have a stare down, but then Mike walks in from the other side who would have seen fucking Mitch standing there. I thought that was the angle they were going for, but Mike is in there looking at them and Tina's looking at Mike being like, help. And Mitch is like, not this time. And just walks away. Mike's, like, Mike's like, what did you do to Tina? <laughs> and, and, even, and even Tina is like, trying to explain this story to him and it's it's as if she doesn't even believe it she's like i i don't know uh i think there was a guy here what what oh my god like you killed her you piece of shit yeah and by the way they're doing this from across the fucking room they don't like run up to each other they're screaming at each other they recorded themselves screaming she's like it wasn't me <laughs> And Mike's like, it was you, you stupid bitch. <laughs> it's so nuts, dude. I've never seen anything like that in my life. They're, they're so far apart and just screaming at each other. And they filmed it. <laughs> Most insane thing. Um, but anyway, uh, they hear screaming from upstairs. Um, so Mike runs upstairs to find Kiki, who has found Darnell's body. So that's now they know that there's trouble afoot. And Mitch is still watching old movies, by the way. Cut to him. He's, this time he's just sleeping. Asleep. A little sleepy head. What? <laughs> was just very much awake talking, talking to Tina. <laughs> Fucking insane. <laughs> Fucking nuts. Um, yeah. Uh, and oh, and he starts dreaming about his past life. You know, talking to Judy and 
Ah, what a what a guy. Anyway, he wakes up and is like, I need this fucking anesthesia. Puts prepares anesthesia for 10 minutes. Um and we watch the kids that now the kids are just all on one team and they're gonna hunt down fucking evil Mitch, right? Yes. It's just the three of them. It's just Kiki, Tina, and Mike. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um and Kiki and Mike get jumped first and he sticks Mike with the anesthesia and Kiki just stands there and waits until I don't know. She, she ties her up. Yeah, he, he, her up. he, yeah, she doesn't do anything. Um, he ties them both up in the lab and, uh, and then he goes, and now what we've all been waiting for. I'm like, Oh, what's that? He starts just cutting off to Mike's <laughs> fucking toes. Literally lopping them off while while reciting the this little piggy went to the market nursery <laughs> rhyme. One of the most insane things, dude. What the fuck is that? I, it blew my fucking mind. And now we, I, I thought we were gonna get like, cause it's so campy. Like when he said, and now what we've all been waiting for. I assumed it was a reveal about Kiki's past or something, or or anything. I thought it was going to be anything other than him just lopping off Mike's toes with a fucking, which, just like a fucking pliers, like just fucking ripping them off, <laughs> which we, we see each toe being lopped off. And I thought Mike would come back. Cause I mean, yeah, that sucks, but like ultimately he could be okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mike's done. Mike's gone. <laughs> Mike's done. <laughs> That's the last we'll see of Mike. Um, yeah, it's fucking nuts. Thankfully, though, our gal Judy sh- or uh, Tina shows up with a metal pipe, um, which is great until Mitch is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she goes, show me what you got. And he, he, he's literally just like, oh, yeah, and just pulls out an axe. <laughs> Giant fire axe. And then he goes, this is what I got and what you're going to get. <laughs> and Tina and- is wielding and hitting that like a fucking moron. <laughs> Dude, she could crazy. not be using that any more poorly. <laughs> and also, she's given so much time to run away during this and just proceeds to be like, hey, wait a second here. Like, let's just talk this out. Um, but, but she eventually beats the piss out of him. Yeah, she, she, she gets him. She, she kicks the shit out of him. Yeah. And then uh, then frees Kiki. Yes. And sits on a fucking meat processing machine. The most- <laughs> After freeing Kiki. The most chaotic thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Period. This is the most chaotic scene. Our killer is down. He's definitely not out, right? right. You've got these two characters. She stops she stops mid-hitting him to go free Kiki. Free Kiki. So you're like, okay. We got our two gals. You're assuming one of them's gonna go down, like you said, because she goes to free Kiki. And then it's just like bumps into a machine, turns on a button, flips a switch. And then it was like, what? And then falls onto a fucking, fucking conveyor belt. Conveyor belt, which she lays on for like 17 minutes. And we don't know where it's going. She could have rolled off. There's nothing strapped or tying her down. No. She's just going for a ride. She's just like, oh. And I was like, oh, I honestly thought it was going to end like um, 
that fucking movie we did with the Dan Aykroyd characters. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, nothing but trouble. Yeah, I thought it was gonna just like shoot her out or something. <laughs> I didn't know because, by the way, this is a hospital. This isn't a factory. There's no reason for a conveyor belt to exist in this building. And also, let's say it is an asylum. Again, no reason for whatever this machine is to exist because it, John, it has a label. It just says processor. It doesn't say like meat processor. It just says processor. <laughs> Which, by the way, what this machine does eventually to Kiki is. We see the final, she's fine the entire time until the last one where she's shot out as a giant cube of ground beef, (laughs) but with like a hand and a spring. Dude, a spring. (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing? This is the fucking craziest thing I've ever seen. A full intact hand at the top in a, a spiral spring. And it's just a giant cube. It's just a giant fucking cube. A fucking spring and a hand and a, like a clump of blonde hair in the front. It's the nut- nuttiest thing I've ever fucking seen. And so the fact that way, she did it to herself. She did it to herself. Funny. Like And like Mitch is like, oh, what? Oh, oh. He, <laughs> he goes, he goes, uh, fuck. Wait, I have the line written down. Because he, he says, uh, oh, looks like the dyke could use a good or has a good lawsuit. I'd be willing to handle for a reasonable fee. And then laughs uncontrollably. He cracks himself <laughs> up for like a good minute. <laughs> By the way, this guy's been doing one-liners the whole time. Like, never really laughs. That joke, which is like the longest, shittiest joke in the movie, is the one he's like... <laughs> And the camera's just on his face laughing for that entire time. Oh, my God. What a... He didn't kill her. Like, it's fucking crazy. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. In the heart of... In the finale of a movie, you kill one of your main characters with an accidental fucking (laughs) death. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Kiki... It starts running around, running away from the fucking killer. Um, it, it takes about five minutes. Um, it's so bizarre, too, because she's running outside, then she's back inside, and uh, that doesn't make a ton of sense, but whatever. It's Kiki doing <laughs> Kiki doing Kiki. But she finally gets out and starts, uh, and he starts running after her, screaming, and he thinks Kiki is Judy, uh, the woman that died. Um, there's no reason for him to believe that. Um, starts touching her hair and about to give her a smoochie. Um, but she smashes him in the nuts, takes off. Um, and then he's on his knees crying <laughs> in the grass, looking at the old newspaper. So she comes over and is like, my mother. <laughs> and then she's like, you did all of this for me, didn't you? You really love my mother. Dude, they have like a fucking tender moment. Like what? They do. What the fuck is this? This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. This guy is a fucking skinless monster <laughs> that has murdered everybody. <laughs> Murderous freak. Yeah. And he said, we had it all. We were going to live together. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I fucking know. <laughs> you dumb bitch. You were going to send me to boarding school. <laughs> what a swerve. I fucking knew everything the entire time. Bro, that was unreal i could not believe (laughs) that she had known this the entire time i mean she wouldn't because it was literally like a spur of the moment thing like the mom's like it's fine i'll send her to boarding school (laughs) 
Oh my god, I fucking love it. And then she fucking grabs this, like, hair pick and just fucking stabs his fucking eye out. Right in the eye. Fucking gross. Yeah. Gross. Um, and he his last words are, I love you. Um, <laughs> and then she goes, uh, I gotta tell you, I have a real problem with that. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. She just walks away. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I have a real problem with that. What a fucking last line. What a line. What is that? What does that mean? And it's like, as, as weird as it is, like, you, like, like, there's no character development, but also is that the most kiki thing you've ever heard in your goddamn life? Like, it's like the character is so true to herself to the final moment where she's still like, what's the word for it? Like a ditz or something? Like, I, I don't want it to be like a weird word, but like, like a ditzy or airhead type of person where she's just like. Vapid. Yes, dude. Yes, because even Tina makes makes a a comment at one point where she's like, "I can't believe I'm helping a stupid dumb blonde." Yeah. Which, by the way, Tina is also 100 percent blonde. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And she's just like, "Yeah." And she her last words are, "I gotta tell you, I have a real problem." <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that to anyone that says I love you to me, <laughs> including my son. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I have a real problem with that. It's not gonna work out. By the way, when we say we should also mention this entire movie, Kiki has been walking around in a bikini and high heels. That is what she wore to go to an asylum that they were going to like. <laughs> they were just like going to like hang out at a weird place, right? Yes. Yes. That was her attire for the. the- That's honestly so funny because I, I love shit like that, especially in the 80s, because like. Uh, yeah, everyone wants to see that. But could you imagine if you're like, "Hey, we're gonna go to this place," and somebody just shows up dressed like that? You'd be like, "What are you doing? Why are you wearing that?" You wouldn't take them. You'd be like, "You need to go in the house and change right now." <laughs> you picked her up. Like, go fucking get dressed. Like, what are you doing? Can't wear those fucking shoes. And to all of you, those that complained about Jurassic Park with the high heels being unrealistic, uh. Take a look at Doom Asylum. <laughs> she ran around in high heels and a bikini. But and that's it, man. That's Doom Asylum. What a fucking movie. Doom Asylum. What a fucking treat. What a treat. What a treat. We got a ton of I good. I highly recommend. We got a we got a ton of I, oh yeah, of course. I mean, I think it goes without saying that we would say watch this. Like yes. you have to check this out. Um we got a lot of good feedback from last week's episode on Dead Silence. Um, a Wanathon, I believe, was thrown out there by was, you and a fan. Um, that two brothers who listen to our show uh, religiously. Oh, that's and, funny. Uh, yeah, um, Tyler and and Moth Mothly, uh, Tyler Mills. Oh, okay. Thank okay. you, thank you for reaching out, and I think that's awesome that two brothers, you know, that's listen to our show. So, yeah, that's kind of crazy. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, Dead Silence was a lot of fun. Um. And I, Joe was mentioning in that Dead Silence episode um, why Mary Shaw didn't kill Jamie after killing the wife. Post-haunt clarity. It's like post-nut clarity. She, like, fucking finished off the wife and was like, ugh. I feel disgusting. Okay. <laughs> I just need to go think about things. <laughs> you just gotta go get fucking haunt horny after and she'll be fine. That's it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Post-haunt clarity. Um, 
<laughs> we got a serial killer coming up. We do, and I we, I got a lot of messages like hyped about serial killers. Really good, good. I'm glad. Um, I, I'm really glad. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it my all, baby. We're gonna we're gonna do this three movies this week. It can be done when you're not taking notes. It can be done. I think maybe probably. I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with. It. I think we can pull it off. I mean, it might like help us actually. It, sometimes you need to like reset because like right now I'm like watching the movies like so shortly before we record. And um, I feel like this will help me kind of be like, oh, yeah, I could do that on a Wednesday night. You know? Yeah. I don't know why I told that story. It's just <laughs> <laughs> kind of explain the way my brain works. <laughs> That's cool. So we got um, we got Serial Killer in June. You could call that uh, <clears throat> Ju- Ju- June Romero. <laughs> June, Works if you- June Romero. <laughs> June Romero. <laughs> and then we got July in July. July. <laughs> Jeez. And then we got, uh, I got nothing for August. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking Sleep forward Sleepaway Camp to and Evil Dead. I'm fucking hyped. I'm, I, I like our schedule coming up. It, it's a good one. It's a good one. I do like kind of pre-programming it is fun i like our our like our random shit too but like pre-programming gets me like pretty excited um so no dude pre we pre-programmed and then we did these two random ones which is fucking great it was like a nice a nice way to break break, a little break right and we've been doing like like haven't haven't we just been doing themed shit like we did okay so we did all the monkey movies april that was fucking genius though and also again shout out to thom tom for that guy that, 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 uh, it's unbelievable. April, come on. That's fucking amazing. Then we did the Fright Nights, which I guess is only two. Then we did all those fucking... Three. Three. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. And then we, we did a couple... We did Nothing But Trouble, Blair Witch 2. And then we did all those fucking 90s movies. Yeah. And then before that, we did sc- all the screams. Scream. Yeah. It's been a it's yeah. been a minute. It's been a, it's fucking like November. <laughs> All theme stuff. So this is I don't know. I'm down, with it, though. I'm down with it. I'm down I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I mean, as much as that is organized, then like if you look in the middle, it's like not another team movie. <laughs> Turkey shoot, fucking. Oh, and of course, this October, get ready for us to do the new Halloween movie. Of course, can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Evil farts tonight. Fuck <laughs> evil farts. <laughs> um, oh, dude, for Romero, I know we're doing those three movies. I'm I'm going to watch uh, Amusement Park as well. Um, are you going to watch that first, or are you going to watch that for the first episode or later? The on? first episode, yeah. Okay, yeah, because it's an early movie, right? Yeah, it didn't get released till later, but yeah, it was early. Um, yeah, there's some weird stuff in his thing that I I might check out during it. Um. So I would say like we're going up through Martin in this one, um, but we're going to cover Night of the Living Dead, Hungry Wives, the, the Crazies, and Martin. Um, Hungry Wives is kind of like the optional one. Um, we might, if we can squeeze it in, we will. But see, I just watched uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. So yeah, so and also like, how much do you need to like? We've all seen that eight bajillion times. Like we can talk right, about right, right. it. Talk about it in my sleep. Hey, do you know it's a racial? Take on racial issues. Can you believe that? <laughs> Act like we're the first people to fucking discover that. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Fucking great, by the way. I love that movie. Um, 
All right, so that's it. So Night of the Living Dead, Hungry Wives, The Crazies, and Martin next week. Um, and that's it. Thank you guys so much. Um, Patreon.com slash I Hate Horror, I Hate Horror.com, Instagram.com slash I Hate Horror, and occasionally on the old Twitter at I Hate Horror Show. Joe, where can they find you? Instagram, Boognish1985. And that's a wrap, guys. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Joe. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. I die. I die. Movies all fucking die. I wanna play. I'm gonna watch what I'm not supposed to watch. Fucking zombie getting sliced and diced.